Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Bundesliga show. Hope everyone is doing well this evening. Uh, we are back for a talking point show tonight. So just myself and Mark, uh, we've got ourselves a topic to go through, which we've uh, already shown shown you guys on Twitter for the record. Um, obviously, before we get into that, uh, first and foremost, Mark, how are you doing this evening? Uh, do you have a good, uh, good weekend of watching the Bundesliga? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously we did our um, watch along on Friday night, which was a good start to the action this weekend. And some brilliant games again. You know, it's been a great start to the season, as it always is. Really, a, a lot of shocks as well. I think I had a couple of decent tips as well. I think I tipped Frankfurt to beat Leipzig, which I'll take that one. And also, um, I think we both tipped Hertha to beat Augsburg, didn't we? Which turned out to be quite a decent tip. And what was the other one I had? Um, yeah, there was another one. Um, but I can't remember off the top of my head. So, yeah, but I got a couple of decent tips, right? And, yeah, it was a generally good weekend of football. Yeah, it was. I think we, we literally got quite unlucky with our watch on, didn't we? As we thought, it was probably going to be yeah. the best one of the weekend, mm -hmm. uh, or yeah. one of the better ones of the weekend. is probably the, the least entertaining, uh, ironically. But um, just to let you guys know a bit of admin before we get into tonight's show, uh, first and foremost, uh, of course, we're in partnership with Bundesliga Boxes, uh, you know, the best and the go-to uh, company for genuine, authentic German football t-shirts. Get yourself over and find them on Twitter on their website uh, to get yourself one of the batches right now. And hopefully there's a shirt still in your size. They go like hotcakes, so make sure you get over there soon as you possibly can. Uh, please do like uh like this video if you enjoy the topic that we're about to get into it'd be really interesting to see how tonight's show goes comment along be really interesting to see people's thoughts and uh, opinions on the two teams that we're covering and of course please do press the red button and subscribe to the channel and one other reminder just before we do start is that we're doing another watch along on wednesday uh, and we're doing a watch along for Inter Milan versus Bayern Munich. So the opening group game uh, of the Champions League should be an absolute belter. That. Um, so, yeah, really important game for both with Barcelona in their group as well. Bit of a group of death. So, yeah, make sure you join us on Wednesday night for that one. Um, but, yeah, without further delay, into tonight's show. Um, we are going to be covering, or our talking point is going to be focused on why are... SC Freiburg and Union Berlin thriving so much so far this season in the Bundesliga and kind of in general. Um, so we'll probably just take it team by team uh, and kind of, you know, have a little bit of a chat in general about each one. So obviously, if you're a supporter of either team and you kind of stumbled across this, please do comment along live or if you see the subs afterwards, you know, put your thoughts in the comments below as to why. Things are going really well for you at the moment, um, you know, whether it's the players, the manager, the ethos, the setup, everything else in between. Um, be really interesting to hear people's thoughts on them. So, right then, Mark, shall we? Uh, we'll start with the, the Bundesliga leaders right now, shall we? Um, obviously in the shape of SC Freiburg. And we'll kind of uh, maybe go at it from a few different kind of angles. Um, so maybe looking at their season so far, the manager... The history of the club and kind of like the ethos as well um so i mean what this season has kind of you know impressed you and, and has kind of stood out with regards to freiburg yeah i think i mean obviously the the first point of freiburg that you've always got to remember is that man christian strike and i mean the manager since he's, been, he's actually been at the club i was doing a little bit of research for 
prior. He's actually been at the club uh, without a break since 1995, incredibly. Yeah. Man- Obviously, he coached the under-19s, the under-21s, under-23s, before eventually becoming head coach in 2011. So he is the longest-serving coach in the Bundesliga by quite a distance, actually, which is obviously the Bundesliga is a league that likes to fire coaches quite willy-nilly, really, doesn't it? Which is quite not really that in keeping with the German culture in many ways, which tends to prefer solidity and continuity. But yeah, obviously in the Bundesliga, usually managers come and go, but not at Freiburg. And for me, I am a big fan of long-serving managers, you know, and I think not only the fact that Freiburg have stuck with him, because he has had one relegation during that time as well, but, yeah. you know, he has managed a fifth place, a sixth place, obviously taken into the first ever cup final last season. And it's just an absolutely brilliant record. But I think it's also the, the faith that Christian Schreich has shown to Freiburg as well. It, it, it works both ways because I think there's absolutely no doubt about the fact that he could have got a better job, a better paid job, that's for sure. He could have at least got a shot at one of the big four, big six German clubs, you know. Maybe not quite Bayern Munich or Dortmund, but definitely the likes of Gladbach and teams like that. And I just think he's a local guy as well, which is absolutely massive. He's from Freiburg, basically. He speaks with the, the famous dialect of Freiburg from the Black Forest. And he's also a very, very vocal man, which kind of like, it's like a match made in heaven, basically. Like, you know, the, the culture of Freiburg, the, the where, where they've come from, and Christian Strike is just the perfect match. And I think that's absolutely massive, in my opinion. And I, th- I think the second point we've got to mention about Freiburg is that youth academy as well. They've got one of the yeah. best youth academies in Germany. And we can see that just looking at the side now. And I think they've got a fantastic blend of youth players, the likes of Christian Gunter, one of the best fullbacks in the Bundesliga. He's played his whole career at Freiburg. He's been capped by Germany, and yet he's still always stayed faithful to his hometown club, which is just massive. And it just proves the, the feeling that they've got at that club under strike. I think also the fact that Matthias Gunter, uh, Ginter sorry, has Ginter's. actually rejoined the club. He's Man. another Freiburg local, started his career at Freiburg between 2012 to 2014 before mm. moving on to, well, you would have said bigger and better things, but he's actually come back to Freiburg at the relatively tender age of 28. So for me, that shows everything about that club. You know, players want to come and play for them. They want to play for the hometown team. And there's a whole host of other players, the likes of uh, Herfler, Hurler, they're all local guys, which is just incredible, really. And then obviously that combined with that really, really nice blend with some flair players from abroad, the likes of Grifo, who, let's be honest, is probably one of the best players in the Bundesliga nowadays. And also the likes of Ritsu Doan. You know, it's just absolutely fantastic. Obviously, they did sell Schlotterbeck, who was another local guy, actually. They sold him to Dortmund, but they, they did well to kind of replace him with Ginter. And just the way that they, you know, it's a mixture for me, the manager, the youth setup, the fact that signings are tailor-made for the club. You know, they don't just yeah. sign whoever's available for a cheap price. They sign players that know what the club means. They're passionate about the aims of the club and the players that fit the system as well, which is really important, let's be honest. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and yes, kind of staying on the manager, I guess. Obviously, he's had over 400 games um, whilst being in charge of, of Freiburg, and he's won 157 of them. So he averages uh, 1.43 points per game in the Bundesliga, or, or obviously in general, uh, for Freiburg. And as you mentioned, they, they kept the faith 
uh, with him with, with regards to going down and then coming straight back up. Um, obviously, the formation they prefers to play is this kind of uh, the four-four-two, like double six. So having the two defensive midfielders in place, um, although he has kind of tweaked that every so often. Um, so I guess the you know the way that they play helps to prevent counterattacks and and shields um, on kind of like a lower block sort of system to make sure that they have a numerical advantage when when teams are kind of building up around them. And that kind of like reflects so far this season, doesn't it, Mark? So obviously they've won won four out of their five games so far, scoring 10 and and only conceding five in those. So averaging two goals a game and only conceding one. Three of those came in that Dortmund game where obviously that's their only loss so far of the season. They were 1-0 up and in, you know, cruise control as well uh, up until uh, the point where Flecken obviously made the... The real, the real mistake and Howler to change the game on its head and then a, a couple of bits of uncharacteristic defending uh, allowed Dortmund to run away with that and win 3-1. But other than that one blemish, so far they've been absolutely spot on in the league. A um, couple of things that stand out so far this season uh, in general for Freiburg. So they've had the second most shots so far in the league, um, obviously just behind by Munich, uh, as well as being second for the most efforts hitting the woodwork, so they, you know, they are not only are they a team that defend really well, um, they're obviously a team that are now starting to kind of add that kind of element of attacking play, I think, to their to their uh, game. Um, again, a team that kind of doesn't overly rely on possession, um, and again, kind of like that that need to have successful passes. Again, they're quite low on statistics on that, um, indicating that they're a club or a team under strike that are comfortable out of possession, defend well as a team. Um, and again, kind of like, they, you know, they cover great ground. I think they're third in the Bundesliga for distance covered, uh, nearly 600 kilometres covered as a team so far across five games. Obviously, that's really good, really good numbers. Um, as well as a, another interesting stat that uh, they're in the bottom three uh, of the division for duels one. But when it changes to aerial duels, they're in the top three, mm. uh, only behind Union Berlin and, and Bolkum. So there are some really interesting numbers so far behind Freiburg, and it obviously indicates clearly to the way that they've been playing on the strike so far. Um, and obviously their kind of aerial dominance, the way that they defend, how dangerous they are at set pieces as well. Um, so, yeah, some really interesting numbers so far um, this season from uh, from Freiburg. What? All those kind of things stands out to you, Mark, as to how you know how well they've been playing as a team, I guess, and that kind of, as you mentioned, that ethic and ethos of signing players that only you know that are fit for purpose, so they're ready to go into that team if they are new players, and obviously with the you know the youth academy setup as well. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I always think Freiburg are based on like a mixture of like really, really solid defending and obviously a lot of pace as well. Like so Salai, you know, they, they break down the sides. But I, I also think when, as soon as you, you talk about like the way that Freiburg play, if you, if you watch the game on Saturday, pretty much all of the goals came from set pieces as well. Set pieces have always been an absolutely massive part of Freiburg's game. You know, they're absolute menaces off corners. They have Grifo, who is just, for me, is the best, the best set piece taker in the Bundesliga no question and I include corners 
and free kicks. And uh, the guy's an absolute machine, literally, with, uh, with the dead ball. He's also a good player in open play, too. But with the dead ball, he's just absolutely second to none for me in the Bundesliga. He's just outstanding completely. And I think his corner, if you watched the game the other day, they got absolutely outplayed in the first half against Leverkusen. I was thinking, wow, they, they weren't very good in that half. And literally five minutes into the second half, they were 2-1 up against a, a potential top four rival. And it's just, it, it's that kind of mentality, you know, that strike puts into him. And a lot of that comes from strike. That, there's no question about that. Like he, he, he only accepts the best. He literally only accepts the best. And, you know, the signings that they've made, the likes of Grigorich, uh, Taylor May for a team like Freiburg. You know, you saw in the game on Saturday, he turned it around, he got the goal, he got an assist, and he's just perfect. That number nine, that big battering ram number nine, who can also put the ball in the back of the net, is perfect for a team like Freiburg, who kind of thrive off set plays. I mean, as you said, they're not the best team in possession. They're never going to be the kind of side that are getting 60, 70% possession. That's not their skill, you know. Their skill is, you know, they, they always will be a little bit of a counter-attacking side. You kind of prioritise set plays and, you know, that delivery from Grifo, like to Grigorich getting on the ball. But also they do have quality too, like Doha and Salai are two very tidy footballers. I mean, you've got to remember they've done all this this season without Sharda as well. And he's like probably their biggest uh, the most highly rated name in their entire squad. I know that Brentford have supposedly bid about 20, 25 million quid and Freiburg refused to let him go, you know. So they've just got so, and he's another one that came through the youth as well. We didn't mention him in the players that came through the youth. And it's just fantastic the way that they build and just, um, you know, I just think they could really get top four this season for me. That's how much I rate them. And it's just, um, yeah, great start to the season for them. And it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to move on. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe look ahead to, to how far they could maybe go this season, then in general, taking the club forward in a sec. I just want to return to that kind of ethos thing that, that you picked up on a little bit earlier. And I'm putting another name into the hat that obviously is synonymous with the club. Um, I'll, I'll probably butcher the pronunciation, so you'll have to correct me here, Mark. Um, but obviously the the club's um, kind of CEO, Jochen Sire, um, yeah. who, who's also been with Freiburg for, for over two decades. Yeah. Um, and again, it's that, that, that kind of relationship that they have, um, Strike and, and Sire, uh, is one that's also been really key. Um, he's always when he's kind of been interviewed and, and with regards to kind of building Freiburg from, from where they have come uh, come from in terms of, you know, being a Svita Bundesliga team uh, for a good while. I think they went through a period of being um, in the second division for four successive yeah. seasons in the early 2000s, um, obviously not going back that far at the moment. But, you know, and Sire has always said that, you know, we're, we're a club that looks at the bigger picture um, and not one that, is just kind of primarily looking from from game to game to game. Um, obviously, he did mention that you know you do need to win the odd game of football, of course, um, to keep you know to keep yourself afloat. Uh, but again, as we've touched on, you know when when they got relegated, they kept the faith for strike. There was no kind of panic button being pressed, and then obviously as a result, they came back up as a result. Um, so that that's really interesting kind of look at and. It's quite refreshing as well, I think. Um, so that's one of the kind of the real thing that provides the stability. And apparently, Sire and Striker are quite opposites. 
which again, you know, is quite a good thing. You don't want two people that are so kind of aligned that they agree with everything that they do. So there's no challenging each other because obviously when you challenge each other in a good way, it, you know, it kind of, it, you know, challenges people to be better or, or things like that. So I find all that really interesting. Um, you know, the philosophy, as you mentioned, Mark, is really clear. Um, the concentration on the academy um, is always at the forefront of, of their minds. Um, you know, hence why I think e either last season or this season, 12 of the 26-man squad came through the academy. Um, Sire is a really big part of that, meets with the staff a lot, um, kind of with the, you know, with the, the younger players and the staff that are in charge of them. So, yeah, they're clearly a club on the up. Um, you know, the, the move to the new stadium as well is quite an interesting one, isn't it, Mark? Because I think yeah. there, there was a lot of a lot of chat about, um, you know, really including everyone in that process, um, such as, you know, even connecting with the ultras. Like, I think I read even like all the, like the food and drink outlets that they used at the, their old stadium basically came across with them as yeah. well. So there was no kind of like cutting everything up and just starting with a new glitzy, you know, stadium that had no history. They've literally brought everything with them. So I think, yeah, that just demonstrates how how clear yeah. they are with their ethos and how yeah. well a run club they are. Yeah. The soul school, really. It's fantastic to see. I remember when we had the Freiburg fan on, I think about a year ago, didn't we? And he also kind of alluded to that, just how traditional they are. I think I was also reading up some really interesting stuff about strike. Apparently, like outside of the Freiburg games, he doesn't even, he has no interest in football whatsoever outside of the Freiburg games. Like yeah. he doesn't like all of his friends are non-football related and he just like hangs out in the pub and talks about like politics and travel from from what i read like he's got very little to no interest he doesn't watch games like a lot of managers do you know he's not watching champions league and stuff like that he's just chilling when he's not working he treats it like a kind of job you know but obviously he does a very very good job of that and i think in germany you can meet these super super old school guys you know and he's one of them literally like i've met people here in germany who don't even have a smartphone you know they carry like nokia 2210s around and to be honest I wouldn't be surprised if Christian Schreik is one of those guys because he is old school. And another thing is he's kind of a bit of a hero within Germany as well. He's one of those managers that's very popular amongst the German fans in general because he's always talking about politics and he's like a working class guy and he's always like seen as a man of the working class and he's against all the, you know what I mean? He, he doesn't like football being on TV all the time and things like that. He's very, very hardcore and he's very... He's like a Puritan, do you know what I mean? Like he wants football to be like what it was in 1826 or whatever. But he does this, but he obviously does manage to modernise football. And, you know, he, um, I mean, his team is doing really well. So he's definitely, you know, he knows how to navigate the modern game as well. But what a fantastic guy he is. He's just a great guy, I think. I like to, obviously, because I learn German as well. I like to watch his interviews and just see what he says. Yeah. And he's a right character. I guess you could compare him maybe to someone like a Tony Poulos in England, really. You know, he's like that kind of guy, but a little bit more positive than Tony Poulos was. <laughs> but yeah, they're similar kind of guys, you know, like yeah. really, really old school, but real characters. Yeah. And the game needs those kind of guys. But yeah, Freiburg are lucky to have him and I don't see him leaving anytime soon, that's for sure. Yeah, let's hope so. But so let, before before we move on to Union Berlin, because obviously we want to talk plenty about them as well, let's just maybe quickly answer 
you know what what the future might hold for Freiburg. Um, the immediate future, they're playing on Thursday. Uh, good luck to them playing against Carabag. Hopefully, they get off to a really good start um, in the Europa League. Um, I guess it's just going to be that kind of uh, that desire to keep on being a top, you know, top seven club in the Bundesliga for seasons to come. Get that level of consistency going. Um, I think one thing that Steyer mentioned. Uh, particularly was that they don't need to sell their best players anymore. Obviously, I know that Schlotterbeck moved on in the summer because Dortmund presented a really good offer for them. Um, but I don't think there's that that need to keep on having to sell their best two players every single season, then recruit really well again and stuff like that. So that's, you know, that's, so that's one thing I think they need to look uh, to the future and keep on doing. Um, being able to balance always being in Europe perhaps will be the next challenge for them. They've got the stadium for it. Um, that kind of next level of income, I guess, that will come with it uh, and maybe creating that extra squad depth on a consistent basis, keep on using the youth players. Uh, do you think, you know, the future is even brighter, um, Freiburg, Mark, in, you know, the next five to ten years going forwards? Yeah, definitely at the moment. For me, this is probably, and I think a lot of experts as well also agree, I think this is probably Freiburg's best side they've possibly ever had for a long, long time, maybe in the history, basically. That's how good we're talking. And again, like they've, they've got real quality players there. It's not like they've just got a lot of workhorses who just kind of scrape results, you know. They've got like guys like Grifo, who could play for me for probably apart from Bayern, I think play for any team in the Bundesliga, there's no question. They've got the likes of Ginter, who was just a massive, he's a ger regular German international playing for Freiburg. It's just incredible, really. Flecken, who's getting a player pick for the Dutch team. It's just, they're a very, very good football team with good players. And for me, in some ways, they'll almost be a little bit bitter about the fact they're in the Europa League, because I really do think they could get Champions League football if it wasn't for yeah. Europa League. I really do. I think they're that good. And obviously, with Leverkusen and the last couple of games, Gladbach's uh, drop in form, I think, you know, they could realistically get in that top four. They really could. But I think, in reality, they're gonna, they've are gonna they got to enjoy this European run, because they have had European runs before, but this is the first one in a good while. And I think they've got to enjoy it. They've got to try and get through the knockout, into the knockouts, and, you know, just see where they can go, because... The other thing is the crowds they're getting is just absolutely fantastic. Like they've sold out pretty much every single game in the since they moved to the Europa Park Stadium. And you know, this is a small club at the end of the day. It's not a big club. They're getting thirty-five to forty thousand every single game. Like, and it's just a very, very it's a brilliant time for the club. And I, I don't see it stopping anytime soon, certainly not within the next two, three years. And if Strike, you know, continues his desire and the board continues to back him along with Sire as well, obviously the director of football, and I don't see why they can't continue this uh, kind of golden generation of Freiburg, really. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed for Freiburg on Thursday night. So moving on to obviously the other club that we're focusing on this evening. Um, let's let's have a good good bit of chat about Union Berlin uh, leading, you know, leading from the front in terms of the those teams from Berlin at the moment. Uh, you know, a real kind of hotbed of talent that you can really get from the capital city is something that I think we, you know, really need to see in Germany is that that kind of Berlin club really thriving. Um, currently inside the top four, you know, uh, are ever improving since they've been in the Bundesliga and obviously in their kind of recent times, uh, obviously since their promotion after beating Stuttgart in that in that playoff match, only one of three teams to ever achieve that as well. So obviously one thing just to kind of notch up straight away there. Um, first of all, then kind of the season to date so far, Mark, um, 
one of three unbeaten teams in the division after five five games. Again, similar to Freiburg, impressive kind of haul of goals, um, tired the back, going forward really well. We've played RB and Bayern already and unbeaten in those two games. Uh, I've got the join the Bundesliga top uh, joint top goal scorer in Geraldo Becker. Um, uh, you know, we could go in go into all sorts here in terms of impressive starts. So, what was really stood out for you in terms of how they started the season? Yeah, again, just absolutely brilliant work in the transfer market. First of all, you know, I mean, I think both me and you, Rory, were we were gutted really when our and he joined Nottingham Forest. Yeah. I think neither of us could really understand it. Obviously, money is the big talk about it. I mean, Union is a club really on the up, whereas Forest were always going to struggle this year. Let's be honest. But fifty million quid, you know, in the bank, they were happy with that. They signed him for five the the year before. Again, very good business from a financial perspective. But then you think, you know, who's going to replace him and so far, it's actually been a guy that was already on the books. That man, Geraldo Becker, incredibly. And what he came really to the fore the back end of last season, and he's been even better this season. I always thought this was a guy that had a lot of potential. And oh boy, does he look, he could get 20 goals this season. He looks that good so far, and he's flying in confidence. Obviously, uh, Sibachu, I still don't know how we're going to call this guy over the season, but the new signing yeah. from uh, the American international new signing from Young Boys Burn has done a pretty good job of plugging the gap for Aoni as well. I think he's only got one goal, but he looked a presence in the side and he's going to be a solid player. He might not get the same number of goals as Aoni did, but I still think he'll be a, he's a solid signing replacement. But just in general, you know, they're a side that they don't have as much money as a Freiburg, for example. Freiburg do have a little bit more money in the coffers than Union, but what mm -hmm. they do very well is they, they work the free transfer market absolutely brilliantly. And this is not yeah. the first season they've done this. They've been doing this ever since they got into the Bundesliga, which is now only the fourth season, incredibly. But it feels like they've been there for years, doesn't it, the way they've yeah. progressed. Yeah, but like even a, a guy like Haberer, who they actually signed from Freiburg, ironically, like he's slotted into that team and replaced Permel brilliantly. They actually lost Grisha Permel on a free to Hoffenheim, who was one of their key midfielders, and they just it's just absolutely brilliant uh, in terms of how they select players that are going to fit into the ethos of the club. They're going to fit in with the system and they just seem to know which players they need to sign. And some of these players are not the most glamorous players on paper by any means, but yeah. like they're bringing in players and they all seem to do a job. Like their record of making good signings is just outstanding. It really is. And they do this year on year on year. And last year they sold the likes of, um, they sold so many players last year as well. You've got to remember, you know, and they just, every year they manage to replace the best players. And it's just, Again, one man that we've not mentioned so far, but it, it's got to be mentioned, Urs Fischer. I mean, we, we talked about Strike. He's from a similar kind of notebook, really, to Strike, you know, but obviously he is a Swiss. A lot of people yeah. think he's German. He's actually a Swiss national. And Union Berlin is actually his first job in Germany, incredibly, mm -hmm. as well, which a lot of people yeah. forget. And it's been pretty much like a, a, a fantasy, really, for him since he joined the Bundesliga. Well, he actually joined when Union were in this fight of Bundesliga. Is, mm -hmm. To be honest, Back then, they were a side that were seen as just like a mid, mid to lower team in this fighter. You know, nobody really thought they'd never been in the Bundesliga since. Obviously, a team that 
were initially from East Germany, so they never played in the Bundesliga system prior to 1991. They'd never been in it since they were introduced into the West German system, so to speak. Then all of a sudden, within a year of Urs Fischer, they were already in the Bundesliga via a playoff win over your boy Stuttgart, Rory, ironically. Yeah. And I remember, I remember when this happened in Germany and nobody could believe it. Union Berlin in the Bundesliga, people were like, God, they'll be lucky to win two games, you know. <laughs> and then literally that first season, I remember they started really, really badly. And everyone was like, oh, they're down, basically. And then all of a sudden in the second half of the season, they, just, they won like 10, maybe not 10, but they won like... Um, eight nine games out of the 17 in the back in the rook room there and that saved them and from then on they've just gone from glory to glory and it's just you know Urs fisher is a big part of that and again he's an old school manager it's an old school club in many ways you know mm -hmm. it's just a great story again yeah it'd be nice to talk about their ethos and kind of go into that a little bit more in in, in a second but more yeah more on Urs fisher so he's a, a manager who likes to Primarily play kind of that that well three of the back so maybe a three four one two um, certainly in recent times I guess um, and as you said Mark like yeah he's been um, he's been at the club since 2018 uh, after doing a lot of good jobs uh, and good work in Switzerland obviously in his native country with uh, with FC Thun FC Basel uh, I think there's another one as well I can't quite realize Zurich yeah that's the one. Um, and yeah, had successful spells at, at Basel in particular, and then obviously you know over he came to Germany. And as you mentioned, the you know the change, uh, the swap over has been really succinct, um, and you know done a really good job in terms of acclimatizing. Out of his 166 matches to date, they've won 71 of them, so averaging 1.58 points per match um, and averaging 1.5 goals, only conceding 1.28. Uh, so again, you know, all the stats really do add up to, you know, how how well they've been operating, firstly at the Spider level, but now obviously at the Bundesliga ever since and, and kind of looking maybe at the way that they play a little bit. Um, so far, so obviously so far in the division, they're, they're the second top goal scorers. Um, obviously, this season, uh, obviously, uh, and they're only 13th on shots, uh, shots attempted. So just showing how um, how clinical they actually are in front of goal. There's again similar to Freiburg. It's really interesting that um, Union are the worst uh, in the Bundesliga for, success, for successful passing percentage with 72.6 percent, and have the joint worst possession stats alongside Schalke with 41 percent. Um, but then on the flip side, they're the second most they win the second most amount of duels, um, showing their aggression, obviously their physicality as a team, the top of the charts for fouls. Um, <laughs> but interestingly enough, they're also bottom of the cards, um, of the cards wow. charts. So again, it just goes to show that they're a smart team. You know, they make fouls, they're tactical in the right areas, but they're physical and aggressive, uh, but they do it in the right way. Uh, they the most they win the most aerial duels in the Bundesliga. Again, very similar kind of the ways that you're looking at how well Freiburg defend set pieces. Again, the same with Union. They defend those sort of crosses from open play, set pieces really well, and they're so dangerous from them as well. Whether they're scoring directly from them or 
scoring from second and third phases after that. Um, and then obviously we, we've talked about how uh, you've got Geraldo Becker and, and Pifuk now, whether they want to play fast on the counter or in general get behind teams, they can do that really easily as well. Um, and that's something that's been, you know, really, really good um, from from the club so far. So, I mean, I guess that kind of all adds up to you, Mark, in terms of how, how well they've played this season, kind of the method of which they go about securing wins and, and you know, defending as tightly as a team. Because, again, they cover a great amount of ground as a team as well. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at the side that they played the other day, I was just looking at the, the starting lineup. I mean, obviously, they played Bayern Munich, and a lot of people thought Bayern would roll them over and end that. Whereas now, actually, a 12 match unbeaten run in the Bundesliga overall. But if you look at the team that Urs Fischer went with, he went with like a what I would call a kicking team, you know, like a team that is going to commit a lot of fouls, a lot of kind of tactical fouls. The likes of Kadira in there, obviously, Remy Kadira, not Sammy, uh, signed from Augsburg on a free transfer last season. You know, he comes in for these kind of games he's not a great footballer but he's a good tactical player you know and it's just um the likes of Thorsby as well who was their big summer signing you know brought in for five million euros from uh, Sam Dory you know he can also you know get stuck in so to speak also the fact that he played Kevin Behrens as well who doesn't actually start that many games mm -hmm. but he's like a proper battering ram up top you know and yeah. it works because Bayern Munich you know in that tight little ground in the uh Stadion in the Alta Foresterai, you know, which is a famous stadium in, in mm, Germany yeah. for being like a proper atmosphere in there. You know, everyone is standing just like this incredible old school attitude. And, you know, Union knew that they, they didn't want to lose this game, you know, and they went out of the side and showed they didn't lose the game. As you say, 25% possession they had in that game, incredibly. Yeah. Only 25% as a home team. But, you know, Urs Fischer knew he wanted to get a team that wasn't going to lose the game. They wanted to keep that unbeaten record and he did it, you know, and they shook up Bayern and Bayern didn't create many chances. And, you know, they are a side that can score goals, as we saw the week before, they stuck six past Schalke. So they are a side that can play on the day, but... You know, the the likes of Haraguchi, some of their one of their better footballs was left on the bench for that game. You know, Sven Michel, who actually scored two goals a week before, was also benched. He was probably a bit gutted, but that's what Union Berlin's all about. You know, it's about the team ethic, the team ethos, and the whole club for them, even more than the likes of Freiburg. This is one of the least, you know, capitalist football clubs you're ever going to come across. They're like, uh, they don't even have proper sponsoring in the ground things like that mm -hmm. it's, yeah. uh, i was told that they don't even have a proper halftime entertainment it's just all about the fans and they even have some fantastic traditions like at christmas they all gather together and sing like christmas songs and stuff like that yeah. like you just don't see that in modern football really do you but that's union berlin basically yeah you know? and it's like another incredible statistic with them that i love is just the uh, the amount that their membership has grown as well, and mm -hmm. they've now got 42,500 members in the club. Uh, for those of you that don't know, like German clubs, uh, obviously, with the 50 plus one rule, it means that like 49% of the club is owned sorry, 51% of the club yeah. is owned by the fans. And basically, if you want a say in the club, you have to buy a membership where it's like you pay about 10, 20 euros a month, and uh, basically, you, you have a right to vote on all the big club issues and stuff like mm -hmm. that. 
They have yeah. 42,500, which is roughly the same as Hertha Berlin, the city rivals. And five okay. years ago, that was unthinkable, pretty much. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people told me that. I know that live in Berlin told me that, you know, in a few years, Union will be the big club in Berlin. There's no question. But they've already said that they have no plans on moving out of the Stadion in the Alta Forest to ride. Right. And they're yeah. going to stay with that 22,000 ground, even though they could probably fill a ground 30, 35, even 40,000 yeah. nowadays. Yeah. But that's just part of the charm of this club. Yeah, good stuff. So let's uh, let's quickly look at like where you know where they've come from. I guess really Union and you know how how again the ethos really fits in as you've already talked about, Mark. And certainly one thing certainly regarding the players is that Union Berlin usually recruit these players from you know the free market, as you've already said, from lower leagues, and they just made them better players. A lot yeah. of them are just fighter Bundesliga players that have just come up to this level and just are performing well above what they probably should be. Um, so it really is impressive how how well, as you mentioned, they do that as a team. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't obviously as all, always as plain sailing. Like in, in the 1990s and early 2000s, the club really did struggle financially. As you mentioned, Mark, they're not a club that's always been overly affluent. Um, they almost collapsed a good few times uh, until, you know, right at the end, getting the right sponsors in at the right time. Um, and kind of things like that. Eventually, they um, were part of the inaugural three Liga. Um, so, mm. and they were the champions in that first year in two thousand eight nine. And that's you know that's not too long ago. They were even in the fifth division. Um, so their rise really is tremendous. Um, but they you know they stabilised in in the Spider. Um, uh, obviously of you know, the second division of, of Germany and then obviously got that famous promotion uh, ahead of Stuttgart. But there's a couple of things that really do kind of stand out. As I mentioned, like the, the group of players aren't superstars. They're a collective, you know, that with, with a sprinkle of kind of additions here and there that's what has made them such a, a dangerous team to work with. And again, kind of that, that the ultra and the fans' um, involvement in the club as well, Mark. Uh, and again, Going back to another name, club president and lifelong fan of the club, Dirk Zingler, um, you know, has done great things for them. For you know, one thing, for example, that stands out, he famously froze season ticket prices after they got promoted mm. to the Bundesliga. You know, just things like that, just showing what a close knit uh, group uh, or kind of community they are. Uh, and, you know, obviously they've done such brilliant things coming inside the top six, coming fifth uh, last season, creating history as time goes on. Um, and just loads of other things really do spring to mind. The the um, kind of the fans as well, the the bleed for the bleed for Union campaign is something that stands out to me as well. So back in 2004, the club again, we're in financial trouble, but all the fans grouped together to get to donate their own blood at local hospitals <laughs> to raise money for the club. So it's literally bleeding for the shirt. Um, I mean, with that kind of support behind you, how can you not have a, a club that's going to thrive and is going to improve? Um, they made, you know, they made necessary updates to the, to the stadium. Um, I think in, in the two thousands as well uh, with help from fans, 2000 fans worked themselves to modernize the stadium to make sure it was up to date. So, I mean, all those things that I'm just reading off there, Mark, just 
it, it's no wonder why Union are such a special club and how they're, you know, they're going up and up and up and hopefully there's no ceiling on how high they can go. Yeah, I think that's the key point. They are a special, unique club. It's as simple as that, you know. And the fact that they have got so high in the football pyramid now, as you say, the the record of fifth place last year, and they're now going to be representing Germany in the Europa League. Obviously, last year in the Conference League, but this is a step up, even, you know. Yeah. And it's just it's one of the great stories in football, you know. And I think that's why I was happy to do this show because not only both of these clubs are like really kind of like flying the flag for the smaller clubs, you know, and they, they show that these clubs that don't have big budgets and, you know, they're not from big, like kind of uh, histories and stuff like that, they can uh, achieve, you know, really highly. And it's just, um, it's fantastic. And as you say, going forward, I mean, what, what can Union do? I mean, I wouldn't say their ceiling is quite as high as Freiburg because I think, as you say, I, I like that point that you made before that they are largely fighter players that have just worked so hard to improve, basically. Yeah. And I think their squad isn't as good on paper as Freiburg's, in my opinion. But as you say, they, they overcome that by just working so hard and just everything comes together. But I still believe that they've got a couple more seasons in Europe ahead of them, for sure. I think, you know, they could get probably not Champions League. That might be a step too far for them. Whereas I do believe that Freiburg can genuinely get in the Champions League, but I would say for Union, just they just got to enjoy the ride, you know. And I'm sure the fans are like judging by the atmosphere at every home game and the fact that you know every single home game is sold out, no question. Like you know, obviously the fans are enjoying themselves, but I just think you know the key for them is probably keeping Fisher. I'm not sure if they lose Fisher; it might be a little bit tough to replace him with someone as good. You know, that continuity, I would say the same for Freiburg. If they lost strike, they might lose a lot of um, momentum, you know. But I would say, yeah, keep the manager and just keep doing what they're doing and keep enjoying themselves, basically. But I don't see a relegation anytime soon, that's for sure. I think, you know, if they can keep maintaining themselves as a Bundesliga club for as long as possible, then they're going to become, like, financially a Bundesliga club as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, so, really enjoyable uh, to kind of talk uh, about both of those clubs for, for a little while and look at a bit of their background and history. I know a lot of our fan, uh, our, you know, our fan base and our, our viewers often talk about how they enjoy the history of all the clubs and we've not kind of gone into too great a depth, but we're kind of giving you that, that background and as to why both these teams, you know, have had their foundations you know, built and how well they are doing. If you want to read a little bit more as well about Union Berlin, there's a um, an article that I wrote on them to a similar extent, basically, which is on the Over the Bar website. If you just go onto the Bundesliga section, if you want a bit of bedtime reading, go across and check that out uh, and much more. But I think that's a nice place for us to finish uh, tonight's show then, Mark. And just a yeah. reminder that for everyone to make sure that you tune in on Wednesday for our next watch along Inter Milan versus Bayern Munich. What could be better on a Wednesday night? Yeah, absolutely. And if you did enjoy what you saw today, check out at Over the Bar FB and at Over the Bar Extra and also uh, otvfootball.net. As Rory said, he did write an article on um, Union Berlin and also some other uh, related uh, Bundesliga stuff too. So check that out. Also, we have articles on many things football related too. And yeah, don't forget to check out the FLS show, um, which is, I think, um, 
Oh, I think it's Thursday this week. But yeah, check out your, make sure you subscribe so that you can get the uh, notification on that as well because they ch- they've been changing it quite a bit this season. So yeah, make sure you, you, you're watching that too. And yeah, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe if you enjoyed what you saw. So yeah, thanks a lot again. And yeah, as you say, it's not long until you get your next dose of Bundesliga show action, which is going to be Wednesday evening for our next watch along. So see you then, guys. Cheers, all.